following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, hour number three. If you're on your way home, CBS Sports. NFL Power Pole, Lions top-rated NFC team just behind the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I don't get how they're behind the Chiefs. I could see the Dolphins. Lions at Baltimore on Sunday, three-point underdog. Think another road win in Baltimore after winning at Kansas City, at Green Bay, at Tampa. Philly couldn't win on the road at the Jets. And granted, the Niners were playing the Browns, who... I think going into that game had let up the least amount of points in the NFL. The race is on for home field advantage. I really believe between the Eagles, Lions, and the Niners, whoever gets home field advantage in the playoffs will win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl and have a great chance at winning the Super Bowl. Who's an AFC power that scares you right now? Seriously, who? Buffalo? No. Rodgers gone with the Jets. Mahomes and the Chiefs and their experience in big games. There you go. Jacksonville seems to be riding the ship like they do each and every year. This is fascinating to watch what the Lions are doing and this next man up and the culture and leadership of Dan Campbell and Sheila Hamp and Brad Holmes and Spillman and Dorsey and the coaching staff and how aggressive they were the entire game except until the end when they're up 14 and the clock's running down and they just wanted Tampa to have to use time. So impressive. Everything I've ever wanted as a Lions fan my entire life. It is everything. The way ownership is handling things, the front office. And I believe those players, as much as we are Lions fans across this state, that those players see that ownership, the front office, the coaches, the head coach, the teammates, that the culture's all the same. I think that produces not a one-hit wonder team, and you can't control injuries. You just can't. You can't control injuries. Nobody can. And it is a real excuse in the NFL and college football. J.J. McCarthy goes down for Michigan. What are they? They they probably don't win at Penn State, and they probably don't beat Ohio State. Goff goes down. You, you watch the Wings and Pistons on Valley Sports. Nothing against Teddy Bridgewater. But golf goes down, I'll have to flush all of my Honolulu Blue adult-crafted beverages from Coppercraft right down my toilet. 
By the way, look for a Honolulu Blue at your local bar, restaurant, or pub. Ask for it. Their local stores throughout Michigan. Blue Raspberry Lemonade and Vodka. It's a fantastic drink. We had a ton of people sampling it yesterday at the Alpine Golf Course and also at the North Kent Golf Course as over 100 golfers took part in our annual huge rivalry cup, Michigan versus Michigan State fans. Michigan fans will hold the Marden Trophy at North Kent, at Alpine, at both golf clubs until next year. They dominated at North Kent. They dominated at the Alpine Golf Club. Will they dominate on Saturday? Or Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day that you can answer. What's your vibe on the final score? Saturday night at Spartan Stadium. You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank. Listener line, Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Speaking all across Michigan, let's go to the east side of the state. Doug Skeen, former Wolverine offensive lineman, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast. You can hear weekly with Chris Ballas at thewolverine.com. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Doing great, Bill. How are you? Doing good. Uh, I will say I had angst during that first quarter against Indiana last Saturday, and I'm trying to figure out what in the heck was going on, and then the final three quarters, they looked like the number two team in America. Well, uh, I, I think that uh, as, as Michigan fans and, and people watch, and we, we get awfully greedy when we see the number two team and we look at all this talent, and and uh, and, and here's a newsflash, but I think we have to remind ourselves that these teams are coming in and giving their absolute best shot with the most hype and energy they can possibly muster. And Michigan rolls out there, and these are young young men of college age, and they see it's just Indiana, it's just Purdue, it's just whoever. They're not a highly ranked team, and there's a propensity, I think, at times to maybe kind of ease into a game. And I think that's what we saw in that first quarter there when the, the, the rushing yardage was negative and the offense was negative, and Indiana is playing their tails off and blocking us and making some plays. And then Michigan wakes up realizes, oh, wait a minute, you know, we should probably should get our stuff together here and get going, and then the result ended up being what it was. So it's frustrating to watch that because we know Michigan's better than what they showed in that first quarter. But you can't make mistakes. And if there was a few mistakes in that first quarter, Bill, that led to big, fat, negative plays. You just can't do those things, whether it's against Indiana, Michigan State, or anybody else. Doug Skeen is joining us. On the Roast Homer Coffee, guest sign Skeener. So when you look at Michigan, and you've been on great teams, I mentioned five-time Big Ten champion in Ann Arbor, late 80s, early 90s. Are there games where you think you're just going to win and the players emotionally just aren't there to start? How, how often does yeah. that happen? Uh, well, Bill, it happens. I, I think you can look across college football and you can see it happening every year with some of these highly ranked teams that are too powerful. Over the years, we've seen the Buckeyes almost get beat by super, certainly inferior Maryland teams. You see it uh, in games where big, uh, bad, you know, offensive and defensive teams, maybe they play an inferior opponent the week before a rivalry game, those, those trap games we talk about. It happens, and it happened in the late 80s and early 90s. And it's happening now, and I think that's what can happen, and it does happen because, again, 
These aren't professional athletes, although they get paid like it nowadays, which I wish we would have had in the 80s and 90s. But these guys aren't pros just yet. They are college-age young men, and they do read what they what's what's when you know written about them, and when the when the when the Vegas betting lines are as big as they are, and there there's a really decent chance that these guys just kind of roll out there and think, ah, oh, you know, let's just go out here and take care of this thing and, and move on to the next game. And Michigan's schedule this year so far, Bill, as I'm sure you've talked about in your show many times, it's just soft. We haven't really played anybody all that great, and we're not going to play anybody all that great on paper anytime soon. So how does the coaching staff get these guys ready to go? Well, they certainly have better have them ready to go Saturday night because Michigan State will be ready to play. What about that matchup with Michigan State? When you were playing, the rivalry obviously was Ohio State, I think, ND, and uh, even those West Coast Rose Bowl uh, games had more meaning. Uh, the big non-conference September uh, shootouts. Uh, what is the emotion on the Michigan side, you think, this year for this Michigan State game? Oh, I, I, would, I, would, I, I would disagree with you about you know, when we were there, Bill. It was Ohio State, and obviously Notre Dame was a non-conference thing, but Michigan State is a red-letter game for Michigan. It is every year. And anybody that tells you that Michigan State is not a top primary rivalry right behind Ohio State or tied with somebody else is not telling the truth. It's an important game. Coach Harbaugh talked about it this last week, how big of a deal it is, the history behind this rivalry, and how much fun it is to play in this game. It is different than the Ohio State game. I think it's different than the Notre Dame games of the past. There's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more emotion and, and, dare I say, lack of respect at times that goes between these two football programs when they meet on the field, and that's unfortunate at times. But these two teams come Saturday are going to want to kill each other. Michigan State, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, will will play the best game of the year on their end. They always do. They'll be ready to play because this game means so much to those guys that wear that uniform. And Michigan had better be ready to go. On paper, Michigan should win this football game. But that hasn't always been the rule that has played out in the past, Bill. Uh, Michigan should win, but, you know, look out. Sparty will be ready. I don't have any doubts about that. There is one side of me when I hear the 25-point line, uh, Michigan favored by 25, that I look at Michigan State, even with their offensive issues, they were there uh, on a night game, at Kinnick Stadium, which was a very tough environment, and they had that game and just couldn't finish it. Then I look for three quarters in bad weather. They are pushing Rutgers around, doing what they want to, found a quarterback that even with the bad weather uh, was able to lead them on touchdown drives, then fell apart with two special team uh, blunders. So does Michigan State have enough to beat Michigan on Saturday night? paper, the answer, in my mind, is no. Uh, on paper, because I, I would take our quarterback, I would take our offensive line, I'd take our defensive line, I'd take all of our position groups over theirs on paper. But that hasn't been the driving result over the decades in this rivalry, Bill. Emotionally, Michigan State will play above their capabilities. They always find a way to do this in this game, at home especially. And so... Uh, I, I, you know, it's easy to say, yeah, sure, Michigan's going to cover this thing by 25. We're going to walk away with a victory. I don't think it's that easy because I never think it's that easy in these games. I know 
many, many moons ago. I think our last game we played against him, the final score was like 35-3, to but it never felt that way. It certainly felt like it was a battle from beginning to end, and we wanted to carry each other from limb to limb. I expect the same thing Saturday night from this team. Michigan will come in motivated, and regardless of what those players say, that we're treating it like any other week, I guarantee you they're not. I think the difference this year is they're keeping it behind closed doors. This is an important game for Michigan to retain that trophy and establish and reestablish state dominance in this rivalry. So I expect an emotional game from both sides, and Michigan should win this game. I won't be entirely shocked because I've seen this rivalry over all these decades now. I wouldn't be entirely shocked if Michigan State pulled off the unthinkable, although I don't think it should happen. I will tell you that... I'm, if I'm Michigan, forget the point spread. You just want a W anyway. It's a night game, rivalry matchup. I'm curious to see how many Michigan fans are buying tickets if the Spartan fans are selling them. You're hardball on the Wolverines. Go retain the tunnel trophy and get back on the bus to Ann Arbor. <laughs> well, the Paul Bunyan trophy. Oh, it's Paul Bunyan. My bad. I thought it was uh, renamed the tunnel trophy. My bad. <laughs> I just, you know what, Bill, let's hope we don't have any criminal activity in this football game. These guys can play a tough game against each other and no one gets in trouble. I sincerely mean that. As Lloyd Carr once famously said, the game deserves more than this, uh, than this stuff outside the lines. It's, uh, it's, it's too bad at times that it comes down to this. You just want to see a good football game, and we all want our teams to win. Uh, but there'll be no lack of juice. There'll be no lack of enthusiasm on either side of this, 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 this sidelines here Saturday night. Michigan State should win this, or Michigan should win this football game. I think they'll win this football game, but it's not going to be easy. Doug Skeen, he is a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. Five-time Big Ten champion, offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Uh, what's your analysis in your last podcast with Chris at TheWolverine.com about the Michigan offensive line and where they're at going into this Michigan State game with you being a former O-lineman? So we finally have a consistent lineup. Darius Henderson, a left tackle, started two games in a row. We got Carson Barnhart over on the right. I think Corum is clearly the feature back, is more effective in there than Edwards in different ways and for different reasons. Corum has seen the, the scenes and the blocking lanes better and has, is still demonstrating better patience and finding a way to grind out more yards than Donovan has. But collectively, I think this offensive line is playing as good as they have all year. I track, I, I track a few things as I watch the games, Bill. I watch, I watch for tackles for losses. I look for pressures and hits on the quarterback, these things that you don't find in your normal box score afterwards. And the Michigan offensive line is performing as well in those categories as they have all year. Now, that doesn't mean we're not without our leaks. We still get our quarterback hit. We still, we still gave up a couple sacks that were due to the offensive line on the, uh, against Indiana. Those things cannot happen. But you've got such a talented quarterback, you've got to keep him clean. But I think this offensive line is starting to come together and will be meeting its outstanding expectations here as the season moves on. So I feel really good about it. And the other, the other position group that's blocking really, really well right now for Michigan is the tight ends. They needed some, some improvement early in the year. 
you got some guys in the tight end position now that are going in and isolating linebackers and outside linebackers that are doing an outstanding job. And so that really complements the rest of the offensive line and makes getting first downs easier. So collectively, they're moving toward better. Uh, we're going to play fill in the blank with Doug Skeen when he drives through a weak mobile zone. What words did he use? Was it collectively? <laughs> pause better. Well done. How you kept that going, Doug. Hey, man, I listen to you every week at the Wolverine.com and the Michigan Football Podcast with Ballas. Enjoy that Michigan State game Saturday night. We'll get your thoughts next week on where Michigan football is at. Thanks for having me on, Bill. Enjoy the game. Yeah, it was good to hear your voice, Doug Skeen. Five-time Big Ten champion. People say, how did he get five rings? He had a red shirt here. From Allen, Texas to Ann Arbor, Michigan, one of the best guys I've ever met on and off air. Listen to Skeen and Ballas weekly with the Michigan Football Podcast at thewolverine.com. Our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day that's presented by Coppercraft Distillery. You can answer it. By the way, Honolulu Blue, Blue Raspberry Lemonade Vodka, perfect game day beverage for adults, 21 and up. Celebrate touchdowns, celebrate at a great tailgate, available at local bars and stores all across Michigan. If they don't have it, ask for it. What will be the final score Saturday night on that Spartan Stadium scoreboard? You can go live at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is HUGE. It's time to go in the huddle with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day only at SoaringEagleCasino.com. It's an arduous task, to say the least, for Michigan State's football team this week. Had the Spartans beat Rutgers, maybe they'd have had a little pep in their step getting ready for Michigan to maybe save their season with some kind of an upset. But with four consecutive losses and a lot of disappointment. Michigan comes in as an overwhelming favorite by at least 24 points. And you wonder what the look in Spartan Stadium is going to be both of the kickoff and halftime. Could there be more maize and blue than there will be green and white? At this point Michigan State can only try to resolve to play as hard as it possibly can and hope that somehow, some way, there are some breaks along the way. Rain could be an issue. Could that cause turnovers? Could it help the Spartans? It's a wish, but we'll see. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. 
TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We are statewide on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. On the iHeart app, just search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service and the free stream. Weekdays at 3 is at thehugeshow.net. Huge opinions on the Lions coming up here within 30 minutes. Also, my good friend Ken Sanders has a message about his fight to help keep some green space, and we're watching golf courses go away. That's why yesterday at the Alpine Golf Club, it was so cool to see ownership sell to Nick Lipinski because they're going to keep it a golf course. These public courses are going away uh, all across the state. And I get developments, but the developments can't take over neighborhoods. So Ken Sanders, good friend, uh, here in a little bit. Right now, let's go talk about Michigan, Michigan State, Saturday night at Spartan Stadium. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Comp? Hey, Bill. Great to be on your show. Thank you. All right, Michigan State, how they bounce back from that fourth quarter collapse. Also, the sheer fact that they had wins at Iowa, even with all their issues, on and off the field, still had wins at Iowa and Rutgers there for the taking. That could have set them up to make a bowl run, even with the Mel Tucker uh, fiasco. How do they get ready? I know the rivalry, it's easy on Michigan-Michigan State week, but how do they find a way to try and beat the number two team in America? Yeah, that's going to be very, very difficult. You're right. I mean, they had the Iowa game in their hands, had the Rutgers game in their hands, did not finish, uh, mistakes of their own. I tell you what, last week at Rutgers, for the first time I saw Michigan State kind of freeze a little bit. When things started going south, it was like, oh, crap type of situation instead of just taking over and, and, and just you know, get the foot back on the gas collectively numbers of players just started short arming it a little bit. The first time I've seen that that's worrisome. Of course. Yeah. They, you know, they, they know they've lost these three games, Maryland, Iowa, Rutgers, and they've not won because of a talent deficit. You know, their talent's 
similar to every team in the Big Ten from number four to number 12, pretty much, right? Um, avoiding beating yourself is, is, is a big part of it. They've not been able to do that. So they think that they're close to beating these teams. They know that they were steamrolled by Washington, but these are athletes. You know, A lot of these athletes at this level, they grow up winning. They expect to win. Uh, they felt that they competed with the Michigan favorably last year for three quarters. So, you know, they, they've got uh, confidence that they can put together a good week of practice, go out and compete because they're athletes. That's what they do. Um, they've not seen, you know, Michigan this year yet. Um, the reality might be a lot more stark late Saturday night than it is right now. But as of right now, getting back up for this game, I, I, I suspect they will be able to do that. I just don't know, um, you know, how long they can stay in it. Um, uh, but uh, they believe right now they're young athletes. You know how that is, Bill. Yeah, you know, nothing to lose. I mean, Michigan is a 25-point favorite rolling in to East Lansing on Saturday night. You know, I'm really curious how Barnett, because his biggest job isn't getting the team ready to play. It's trying to keep this program together. What are you hearing about the team chemistry? Because they really look good in the first three quarters on the road at Rutgers and got off of weather. What are you hearing behind the scenes uh, over at Spartan Football? You're right. Very difficult job. And it's something that he's, you know, pretty qualified to do and has a personality, you know, someone that can get people together really on a spiritual level. And he's a guy that can rally a room and get a room believing in him and, and, and keep them together, which is not easy when you get a fired head coach two games into a season. You're right. When they went to Iowa, they were an 11 point underdog and played really well out there and uh, you know lost that one in heartbreaking fashion had a bye week to let that soak in for 13 days which was not comfortable came out against Rutgers and played well again right so he's had the touch to do it so far but one thing that I wrote after the Rutgers game is that Harlan Barnett's got to be running out of things to tell this team and he's he's got a few more cards to play everybody can get up for an in-state rival and, and do your best then but, you know, like going on the road and playing Minnesota the week after, we will see what they look like at that point. Uh, it, it'll get even tougher. I mean, right now, if you're a Michigan State follower, maybe even a Michigan State player, it feels like the season is almost over, and it's only six games in. I don't I don't want to speak for them, but I suspect some of that could be uh, coming home to roost real soon when you figure three of your last six games are against teams ranked in the top seven in the country. Mm. And also with the rivalry, and you get a Saturday night national TV at Spartan Stadium if Michigan uh, rolls them like a forty to ten game. I like you said the season does feel like it's over because you 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 didn't win Iowa Rutgers. If you lose against your rival, bad because I think there is a moral victory if they play the number two team in the country tough and take it into the fourth quarter. But you're looking at it a really lame duck second half of the season. For MSU, that includes what was going to be a special Black Friday game on Peacock at Ford Field. Absolutely. And with this team and their talent level, like we talked about a minute ago, if you had a lot to play for, you can go out on the field and beat Minnesota, beat Indiana, beat Nebraska, get to 6-6, six and six, something like that. But, but um, you know, Nebraska, with a first-year head coach, they are going to be, I would imagine, remain a lot more connected it's easier for Matt Rule to keep those guys connected maybe that Harlan Barnett will be able to keep his team connected here the, the rest of the season for Michigan State but Barnett's uh, he's, a, he's an interesting personality he really is he's intelligent he's likable like I said he spiritually connects on these guys in a lot of ways 
He's rallied the coaching staff together, which is not easy. You know, sometimes uh, coaches kind of go their separate ways at times like this. I think that uh, for better or for worse, he's kept them connected. Sometimes I think maybe he should step forward and have a little more veto power on some things, coaching decision-wise, as you would expect a head coach to do. But I'm not sure he's wielding that right now. But, uh, you know, keeping it together, keeping that will, which is so important in this sport because it's a grim sport. I mean, it's a sport of collisions and getting people to, to win collisions within the construct of a team concept. That's easier to do when you're 9-3, and 8-4, and 10-2 and two, than it is when, when the wheels are falling off the season. So a lot more challenges to come for Michigan State. Jim Camperoni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee. Gasline, uh, who, who do you think, if you had the list of top three candidates, realistic candidates, uh, to become the next head football coach at Michigan State University, who would be on that list? One, two, and three. You know, that resume keeps changing. Uh, the list, I think, changes a little bit. I, I've detected some of the coaches that are were on the initial list of interest, um, and that's going to continue to be fluid. For example, I mean, we all remember 1999. LSU did not know that Nick Saban was going to become their number one coach basically until November, right? You know, until they rallied at the end of that season, they go nine and two, and prior to that, he'd been a 500 coach. So some of these resumes are still being written. Now, Jonathan Smith, number 12 in the country at Oregon State, he is going to be at the top of the list, um, you know, pending what happens for the rest of October and into November. He's done an excellent job there. On offense, they run a style of offense. They'll go under center, multiple tight ends. They'll run, you know, power concepts between the tackles. They'll also spread it out. They need to tighten up their defense a little bit more, I would say. You know, just a week or so ago, you know, Jake Dickert at Washington State looked very interesting. They went out and they were destroyed by Arizona. So now all of a sudden, I've not detected that he's a candidate yet, but someone to keep an eye on is Jed Fish at Arizona. He's four and three. He's in his third year there. You know, at Arizona, he took over a program that Kevin Sumlin had really destroyed. Um, Sumlin's last year was the COVID year in 2020. They were 0 and 5, Arizona was. Their last game, his last game, they lost 77-0 to to their rival Arizona State, and he was fired. That's what Jed Fish took over, and they lost players in the portal because that's what happens these days. First year, 1-11, which is exactly what Kirk Ferentz did his first year at Iowa, similar to what you know Frank Beamer did at Virginia Tech and Snyder at Kansas State, and on and on and on. Um, then last year, 5-7. and seven. And then this year, tough schedule. They gave Washington a tough game, lost by seven. They lost USC in overtime two weeks ago. That game was scored twenty. That was twenty-eight, twenty-eight at the regulation, triple overtime. Earlier in the year, lost overtime at Mississippi State. They went out last weekend and destroyed Washington State, number fifteen ranked Washington State, forty-two to six. So what's Arizona got going on there? I mean, Jed Fish is the guy as you might remember, wide receivers coach, passing game coordinator for Harbaugh in 2015, 2016, off the coordinator UCLA, off the coordinator NFL. Um, this is his first coaching job. He's still only like 45, 46 years old. You may remember back when he was in his 30s, he was considered a young, young, young and up-and-coming offensive mind. Well, this is his first head coaching job, and all of a sudden this month, that the job he's doing in Arizona is interesting. If they go out in two weeks and beat Oregon State, Jed Fish becomes an interesting candidate. But right now, Jonathan Smith is interesting. You know, Mike Elko is someone that everybody wants out of Duke. I'm not sure how interested he's going to be, but those would be three that would be very interesting at the top of the list right now with a lot of games still to play. You know, Jeff Fish is interesting uh, that you would bring back a guy that has the Big Ten roots from his time in Ann Arbor. You then combine the four Pac-12 teams coming. He's familiar 
uh, with those programs and has West Coast recruiting roots. That's the first time I've heard his name, Jed Fish, and I think that would be a fantastic hire by Michigan State. Out of all the names I've heard, that to me, I don't know if he's a legitimate candidate. There is Dave Heakey, who has the Michigan roots, the former CMU AD, who is at um, Arizona. So there's there's a connection there. And Fish, yeah, you, you get the best of both worlds. Pac-12, Pac-12 recruiting roots. You bring a lot of your coaches with you to Michigan State. They pay him well, uh, fairly compared to other Big Ten coaches. And there you go with the new look Big Ten next year. I, I really like that. Out of anything I've heard, post Mel Tucker being fired, that name to me seems like a perfect fit if he's interested. That's why I'm here for you, Bill. Comp, way to bring it. I appreciate it, my man. We'll talk, okay? All right, talk to you later. Thanks a lot, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. Yeah, Jed Fish. Love, uh, off, remember what I, I said earlier. They need somebody that brings a lot of excitement, that has a wide-open offense. Again, a lot of schools in the Pac-12 aren't playing defense. He should have won at USC, and you watch what Notre Dame did to USC. Yeah, considering that, to me, would be a fabulous hire. He's a great recruiter. And you combine the West Coast roots with what he built up while at Michigan. If he's interested, that is a no-brainer. If you want to join in on the conversation, our Honolulu Blue, an adult craft cocktail for those 21 and up, presented by Coppercraft Distillery, available at bars and stores all across Michigan. They don't have it, ask for it. What's that final score Saturday night in East Lansing? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. And now to the chopper for our traffic report. There's a lot of traffic. It must be headed to Meyer for the buy five, save five dollars sale. Shop Deli Fresher Carving Board Lunch Meat, General Mills Family Size Cereal, and Pepperidge Farm Goldfish. All buy five, save five dollars. Mix or match at Meyer. <laughs> okay. Deals so good, you've just got to talk about them. Meyer exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Michigan's number one med spa, Urban U. They have locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And guys, you need to think about what I just did. I got a hydrofacial. So I watched my pores cleansed in less than 30 minutes. And when they showed me the dirt and grime they took off my face, it was shocking. Urban U can help your skin health. Go to theurbanu.com to find out more. That's theurbanu.com. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh my. The boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now. Office and e-ticks.com. Oh, Sexy costume. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hunks. The show. November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, my. 
Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Also, football weekends, got hockey going on, NBA preseason basketball. Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub is Michigan's go-to live sporting destination. Inside the unbelievable Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. And also don't forget about their sister property if you're listening on 100.9 FM, The Met. That's a great handle for a radio station during the MLB playoffs. Saginaw, Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish for those of you listening in the Midland Bay City, Saginaw area. Now remember, if you miss any of our podcast, uh, anything connected to this show. Uh, just go to thehugeshow.net and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. That's at thehugeshow.net. My good friend Ken Sanders, uh, he is just a 13-year friend, and him and his family and neighbors are fighting to keep green space on the northwest side of GR. The Gracewell Golf Club has been sold to developers, we're losing all of these public golf courses. They're not going to get the golf course back, but they just want to slow up uh, the development of neighborhoods where kids and families have been uh, for years. And Ken has a message uh, for his neighbors in Alpine Township. Hi, this is Ken Sanders of Alpine Township, reaching out to all of my neighbors in Alpine Township to join me on November 7 to vote no on the rezoning of Gracewell Golf Course. A no vote says no to construction of 538 housing units, many of them multifamily units, built on about 108 acres of the golf course. A vote no says no to traffic nightmares along Walker Avenue, Four Mile Road, and Petridge Avenue. 
No to stormwater and rainwater flooding. No to major destruction of the woodlands and the trees on the golf course and destruction of much of the wildlife habitat. And no to the further destruction of the rural character of Alpine Township. After 18 months of reviewing the size and number of the housing units, the traffic studies, drainage and stormwater studies, the plan to destroy the woodlands and the habitat, and the further destruction of the rural character of our township, the Alpine Township Planning Commission unanimously said no. You should say no as well. Please vote no on November 7 to the rezoning of Gracewell Golf Course. Thank you. Well done, Ken Sanders. And again, I really admire anybody standing up and fighting uh, to keep green space. And then Ken did ask, could I end with a conic call? Here you go, Ken. Let's go to Connie and Flint, one of our huge audience members. Thanks for the wait. And you're on this broadcast across Michigan. Hello, Mr. Hughes. How you doing? Well, I'm about... This is the first time call. Great. I want to hear some women calling in here. What's the matter with these sports-minded women? Why do you want to hear some women? Because they, they some of them are good sports people. Man, how, how old are you, Connie? 79. 79 years old. So you like to hear those little female voices on the radio, don't you? No, I just like to hear women get interested in sports. Really? Because you're I, 79. I love hockey. You love hockey, you big wings fan? Yes. Who's your favorite wing? Shanahan. Shanahan. Is it, and is your wife around, Connie? My wife? Yeah. You're, I am a female. Oh, I'm sorry. You're sorry. Your your man there did the same thing. <laughs> I'll be damned. Lost my identity. <laughs> I hope you choke to death, huge. I'm sorry, Connie. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mark. Not a lesbian either. You're not a lesbian. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, you got your laugh for the day, didn't you? <laughs> now you got me doing it. Mother, did you? Did you, Mother? Mother, did you not? Oh, oh God, Connie! Oh, oh! That's the best laugh you've had all day. Is a, that's the best laugh I've had in a while, girl. <laughs> I, I got cursed with this low voice. You, I, 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 I'm sorry. I mean, oh, don't be. Everybody does it. Every, <laughs> I'm I'm used to it. And you got to tell everybody you're not a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they ask me where my wife is. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You know, laughing is good for you. Oh, I know, Connie. I know that. Well, I'm getting a good dose, good dose, good dose of healing right now. I'll have to call you more often. Yeah, well, you do that, Connie. You stay in touch, okay? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Flint Generals, too. All right, well, great. Uh, and when Chris Bird fights Tyson, I hope he just beats his butt. All right, Connie. Thank you so much.
You're welcome, Mr. Huge. See you, Mrs. Connie. (laughs) (laughs) Mallory, Mallory, did you you ask the same thing? I called her sir. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I can't pay. I can't pay for some of these callers. (laughs) Oh, man, the show is so unpredictable. You know what? We started the show with just some out-of-the-ordinary callers, and I wanted to ban everybody, and then Ken Sanders, my good friend, putting up the good fight, said, that Connie call is a classic. Amen. I love it. I laugh all the time, and I've heard it for how long, and God bless uh, Connie and everybody on Sports Extra 1330 in Flint. Now, if you've missed any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, or the full show from today. Our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. We'll talk tomorrow at 3. Big. Bad. Huge.